0: Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Brad's Gardening Show. I'm your host Brad, and I have several exciting tutorials planned for this week's show. First, we're going to learn how to cultivate a community garden, and then I'm going to direct you to the best types of fertilizer to increase the growth of your vegetables. Vegetables that you can add to a delicious salad. Vegetables like cucumbers, carrots, a squash, tomatoes, lettuce, and perhaps, if I'm feeling adventurous, supple bananas. Before we start the show, though, let's check the voicemail and find out what our loyal fans are harvesting in their gardens.
1: Allo, Bali. This is Pierre calling all the way from Paris. Thank you so much for the info on cutting up cucumbers. You're right. They do not fit in your mouth hole. Thank
0: you, caller. That was delightful. Let's take another call.
1: Hello, governor calling from Jolie, England, where the weather's always raining. Your idea for planting irises out front is spot on. Thanks, mate. Cheers.
0: Thank you, Caller. That sounded delicious. Our fans are the best.
1: Yeah, I finally wrote myself a nice onion patch. Thanks, Brad.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Caller. My fans are so creative. I just wish that I could bury each other in the ground and just sprinkle water on our bodies and wait a few months until we bloom into a beautiful flower thank you everybody who called in now let's go ahead and start the show and see what uh we're growing this week hey uh, what the hell ryan what are you doing here
1: what am i doing here brad i live here what the fuck are you doing to my podcast and what the fuck are you doing in my house
0: you said you're gonna be gone this week
1: yeah i took an earlier flight home what's going on here are you doing the fucking show without me?
0: Yeah, well, well you know what, Ryan? I am doing the show without you, because, you know what? People are sick of hearing about Robert Downey Jr., and they're sick of hearing about stupid Spider-Man. You
1: take that back, you son of a bitch! Never! I'm going to strangle uh, your
0: fucking neck with uh, this goddamn microphone cord until I It's break. called an XLR cable, you asshole!
1: I'm going to strangle it out uh, until yeah. you get no fucking... You
2: take bitch. that! Uh, yeah.
1: uh-huh.
0: No, watch the nuts. I'm
1: gonna make your nuts my speed bag, you fucking (laughs) asshole. Yeah, 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 you think it's cool to hit me with the soundboard? Yeah, now I'm gonna slam your face into this fucking suitcase over and over and over again. No, 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 (laughs) no. (laughs) And you know what? No! stop, I surrender. And you know what? Now, you got blood all over my floor, and my wife has to clean it up. (laughs) Now, I'm gonna.
0: That's not the only thing she had to clean
1: up while you were gone. You son of a bitch. Now I'm going to sodomize you with your fucking cucumbers. The Brad Show is experiencing technical difficulties. We'll be right back. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con from now to infinity. I am Ryan, with me always is... Brad. And James isn't here because he sucks dick, but we've got someone in his place. Say hi to everybody. Hey, hey, it's Jesse. And you're wondering like, oh my gosh, how, could, how do I sound so good on Real Nerds Podcast? If you logged on to tweakaudio.com, go to the checkout, click whatever earbuds you like. And you'll get a third off your whole order by typing in Real Nerds as one word, R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S. And if you've never listened to Real Nerds, we do something really fun. Every week we go see a new movie. This week I saw three new movies. Uh, Me and Brad saw two new movies, and Jesse saw the other new movie. Uh, Of course, the big movie this week is obviously Man of Steel. Um, So so stay tuned for that review. Also stay tuned for our review of This is the End. And uh, I'll tell you about Hatchet 3 that I saw this week by myself in a movie theater. Um, you, you know, I felt really bad because, you know, it's a new movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I gave this film $10 and that's all this film made. And I, I hope all around the country it's not like that too. But hey, who knows? Um, there's many ways to get a hold of us. You can tweet us real, at real underscore nerds. You can email us nerds at gmail.com. You can visit our website. Leave a comment on our page, com. Call us 720 6 nerds 5 Like us on Facebook, leave us a little message, and of course we'll always read it on the air because we start every show with fan mail. Fan mail! A lot of fan mail this week.
0: Yeah, a lot of fan
1: mail. So thank you, everybody. Hey, and thank you for following. A lot of follows this week, too. Appreciate it. We really appreciate it because um, we're nothing without our fans. Isn't that so cool that I say that like I really mean it?
0: Absolutely. I
1: believed it. Good.
0: I was just thinking, like... It's a bummer sometimes other podcasters follow us um, and I don't have the time uh, to do the same thing back and, like, listen to their shows sometimes. I know.
1: I feel bad. Um, but, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, I, 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 I'm sure I hope they understand, like, it's the same thing in their situation where they have a ton like they have to devote their time to their show. So they probably listen to us like once or twice and then yeah, hopefully. get sucked into the... I mean I
1: I do listen to them but I'm horrible at like retweeting saying hey I just listened to Hard on Podcasts I'm really bad about it. Yeah. But maybe maybe one day. I'm actually starting to get a lot better at tweeting. Um, <laughs> so hopefully and not that it's hard but I mean like actually going on the site and like oh I'm going to tweet what I'm thinking right now. I'm getting better at it. So maybe one day I won't be an asshole and I'll remember to help every, uh all the podcasts that have helped us out. Um yeah, uh first of all we did a bunch of uh, drawings for some comic books that were signed and stuff. So thank you everybody who stopped by our booth at Comic Con, and congratulations to the winners. Um, I will post their names as soon as I get everybody to contact me back. And I'm only missing one person, so uh, you know who you are out there. Um,
0: Actually, they don't because they haven't called you back.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I sent them an email. How do they not know that? Did not people know? I, I check my email like five times a day. Mm, yeah, people, so do I. Some people just don't. Do not. They don't have smartphones. Like it's on your phone. I.
0: Not everyone has a smartphone, Ryan.
1: Really? Maybe it went into their spam filter. Maybe. I don't know why it would though. We're not spam. Uh, Russell on Facebook, Russell from DC. DC. Um, you guys rocked those interviews at DCC, and loved the episode from the booth. And I'm excited to hear what your new Cora correspondent brings to the show. Hey, good news, Russell. Uh, I just got a message from Cora. And Cora said that her and Michael will be in town on July 19th, and R.I.B.D. is a big release that week. We'd love to join you at the Alamo Draft House for it. Hey, totally, come down, because I think that's the only movie that comes out that that week, isn't it? I'm sure it is. It's the only movie I want to see. It looks great. It it does. I just saw
3: the trailer yesterday. I've never seen it before.
1: You know, uh, and what does R.I.P.D. stand for? Rest in Peace Division, or Department. Is it Department or Division. I, I didn't They kill monsters the That's all you need to know And it's rated R So Yahoo So Cora and Russell thank you um, Also I work with a lady named Bailey Bailey is A manager with me And she's also in the training department And She said she had an appalling Realistic zombie dream last night Ryan from At Real Nerds Totally did not escape in time yeah. Hashtag zombies everywhere Hashtag bad times Um, One, that's totally unrealistic, Bailey. I would totally escape. Um, I am prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Um, But then, uh, yeah, I I tweeted back that I'm the man of your dreams. And I said, thanks for dreaming about me. Um, But I would kick ass in a zombie apocalypse. I'm not worried about a zombie apocalypse. Are you guys worried about it? I think I've watched enough movies where I think I'd be totally prepared for it. I will admit that being killed by hordes of zombies
3: is probably... My second worst fear. Yeah. My first worst fear being, of course, owing the IRS money. <laughs> um, so
1: your first fear is a little more realistic.
3: Yeah, but you know, and it happens from time to time. But definitely being overpowered by hordes of zombies. Yeah, I think that would just be
1: awful. You know, I was that was the thing that always scared me the most when I was a kid. People ask me now what I am scared of, and eh, nothing. I really don't care. Um, what I am scared of when I was a kid, though, was being overrun by zombies. Uh, I've told the story before, but my grandma took us to Walgreens and they had the ninety-nine cent video cassettes many years ago. And my brothers are like, "I want to get Mighty Mouse and this," I, and I saw Night of the Living Dead, so I picked Night of the Living Dead. I could never get past the scene where they all pour into the the farm home and start eating people. For some reason, it scared me. And then when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, "Oh, this is a really good movie. The ending's even better than the whole movie." And now it's uh. I, I don't have that fear anymore. Well, then shopping at Walgreens is a lot like being it part is. of a zombie apocalypse. Dude, why does Walgreens always smell so weird? And the lighting hurts your eyes yeah, after a little weird. bit. it's weird. It's so bright. Maybe it's made for old people or something. I don't know. <laughs> Brad, you're really quiet over there.
0: I, I, I have a story about Walgreens, but it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So, so I got nothing.
3: Fucking yeah. tell it. Come on. We're talking about fears. Yeah. I'm still afraid of airplanes. And it has nothing
0: to do with fears. I, I, Are you I, afraid of airplanes? I, I'm not afraid. I I'll fly but I, I don't enjoy it a lot. Man. Yeah, I no? hate it.
1: I have to be drugged. Really? Oh yeah. My mom's drunk. She only flies to Vegas and every time she flies to Vegas she's drunk. I went with her one time I was really embarrassed. Just kidding. But <laughs> she does she has to drink before she gets on flights. I've traveled so much that I don't even care. Like this week I'll be traveling for work on a shitty fucking prop plane <laughs> to Wichita, Kansas. What what? Yeah.
0: Not a commercial plane. No, it's, it's You're like... going to go to some dude's farm and jump on his prop plane. <laughs> totally.
1: And... No, it's it's literally like... Is Qdoba
0: these... that, like, Dire of Straits? Like... No, no,
1: no. It's, it's <laughs> Should because... we eat there more? <laughs> because it's to Wichita, Kansas. They don't have a big airport. They don't have a runway long enough to support an airliner. So you have to fly these... But like,
0: you going from Denver in the prop De- lane?
1: Yeah. Wow. Denver. That surprises me. I've been to Wichita, and
3: when you're in Kansas, it seems like a large city. Really? Compared to other places in Kansas. Well, well but... good
1: news, guys. I'm also going to be going to Hutchinson, Kansas, is where it's opening. So I'm flying into Wichita, then driving another hour to this... Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. I got really excited because they're opening one in Las Vegas or opening one in Canada, and they're like, oh, Ryan, we really need your help to open new stores. So I said, sweet, sign me up. They, they said, hey, guess what? We really need your help this week to go to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome.
0: Maybe you can take a stop in Metropolis.
1: Oh, I might do that. I have a rental car.
0: This guy's been there. Metropolis is in Illinois. Oh, that one? Oh.
1: Isn't there a place in Kansas, though, where... Well, see. Superman was from Smallville, Kansas, mm-hmm. but that's not a real
3: place. Yeah, but, but, isn't, but don't
1: they have, like, the birthplace of Superman or something? Yeah, or, that's
3: Metropolis, it, Illinois. Is it Illinois? Yeah, oh, so. they have the Superman Museum. How far is Museum. it from Kansas? Well, it's in
1: Illinois. So a couple hours? <laughs> <laughs> I've been limited miles in my rental car.
3: It's, uh, it's, like, the southernmost part of Illinois, so it's right next to Kentucky.
1: Mm. So guess not. Yeah, it's Balls. probably, like, another 10 hours. So, hey, thanks, everybody, for writing in. Um, we really appreciate it. Of course, if you want to write in and hear what you had to say online, you can. You know, are on our show, you can email us realnerds at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. Call us seven two zero six nerds five. You know the usual stuff. Leave us a message on Facebook, and that's what we do. We read them on air, unless we get so big one time we have like two hundred, then I'll pick out the best ones, and I'll give we, them hugs.
0: We haven't even gotten that close yet, so no, so Don't yeah, worry. so keep
1: on sending them in. Don't worry, it's a long way to go, guys. A long way to go. Awesome. So now it's time for stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, I- I'm really excited the energy you're bringing to the show this week.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just like we have this new laptop set up and I'm really confused by the, uh, the waveform because... You sound. Everyone sounds a lot quieter in the headphones than we mm. used to on the old laptop. And then, also, it seems like no matter what levels I'm hearing, it's choosing how large they want to be represented on the screen. So I'm just completely freaking out. Do you that think the it's large just, ones are a clipping delay
1: or something? I I don't. Here, let me see. Fuck. Like
0: it didn't clip, but yeah, it um, did. It, was, it was a tiny waveform. But sometimes oh, yeah. you can whisper and it'll go weep like really, fuck, grow big. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners do not give a shit <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll probably cut that part out.
1: Okay. Well, all right. You don't have to. I mean, we're just shows that we're human, Brad. You know, you're trying you're trying, you're trying to take away our humanity. Uh
0: didn't Tom Sullivan tell Tom Sullivan write in and uh, tell us the shows too friggin' long?
1: <laughs> did you say fucking? I don't, th- I don't think Tom Sullivan ever said the shows too fucking long. I added
0: that, that's not his words. Yeah. Uh so yeah, back to Ryan, what did you watch this week? Uh
1: you know, actually um if you've been to the website, I posted I've Literally this week, I've watched 15 slasher movies. Um, I was, I, I had this really weird, I was supposed to go out of town a week, and so my schedule at work, I was, I took myself off the schedule, I wasn't going to be there, and then it turns out that I didn't go out of town, so I had to find ways to, well, find ways to work this week, and it was really weird hours, so I, I, was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch all these slasher movies, and I'm going to rate them, and um, see which ones I like the most, and uh, after a while of watching so many slasher movies over and over again, wow, I'm kinda kinda numb to this stuff. So uh yeah, I mean that's really all I watched is I watched um I watched all seven Nightmare in Elm Streets. Um and watched them. um I watched the Hell. Um I had a watch four watched and uh, I was actually surprised the one that had the worst title is called Hellraiser Debtor is actually not that bad. <laughs> because it's like this group of people called the debtors. And they they can kill themselves, and they, some guy brings them back to life, and he's basically cheating um, Pinhead out of their souls or something. It sounds really convoluted, but uh, it a little bit is, but it's it's actually kind of an interesting premise. Um, and But most of the Hellraisers are horrible. Uh, the first one's pretty good. The second one's not bad. The third one is not very good until Pinhead shows up at the end of this nightclub and starts, like, chopping people's heads off and stuff. Um, movies in the series. Um, other than that, they're like, one that we saw this and saw 3D which is has to be the worst horror movie I've seen in a long time it's not quite as bad as Hellraiser when he's in space but pretty close <laughs> uh, yeah I mean that's really all I watched it's uh, it's an interesting uh, way to spend a week I'll tell you <laughs> that I mean I, I enjoy the movies and I like them a lot but yeah, that's it's tough sometimes that's
0: a lot to get through in just a week
1: yeah uh, it, it, there's There'd be times when, uh, I'm not even joking, I'd be watching one Hellraiser, and I got this really cheap DVD set. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're called Echo Bridge. And they literally just take a bunch of like old horror movies and put like four of them on a DVD. And I'd just be watching them, and I would forget which one I was watching. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, these are all pretty much the same, and they're horrible, and I don't remember which one I'm watching. So I'd have to go like look at the DVD cover because it's the only place that had the names of the movies on them. And I'd have to read the little paragraph description of him I'm like, oh yeah, this is the one with the reporter and her husband who died in a car crash, and she's trying to figure it out. And that's that one girl from the first Hellraiser. What the fuck is she doing in this movie? I don't know. And that's how I spent my week. Um, and the only uh, other movie I saw, I'll talk about it because obviously you guys weren't there. I went and saw Hatchet three on on Saturday night, and um, at the Denver, uh, Colorado Colfax Film Center, and. Uh, they have a screening room. I've never been in this room before. They're Theater One, and it's super nice. Mm-hmm. Like it has chairs like this—the one I'm sitting in at Jesse's Fortress of Solitude. I, I was literally sitting in it. It has like the, it leans back, and it's leather, and um, and I was the only one in there. And I,
0: you son of a bitch!
1: I know. I don't know how I get so lucky sometimes. And you know, I, I, and too, I do kind of feel bad because it was the last showing there. It was at 9:50, and you know, usually at the Colfax Film Center, I think the last showing is usually like 8:30. Something like that, unless they mm-hmm. have obviously a not rated movie, which this one was. So uh, I'm sitting in there and I hear the guy like grumbling upstairs in the projection room, like, "Oh motherfucker, <laughs> put this on right now." And
3: I was gonna uh, get out early. <laughs> he probably figured he was out. Yeah, he yeah, He's like, yeah. "Oh
1: sweet, just close this place up." But actually, I, they might be contractually obligated to show the movie. I think if they ha- if they have a show time, I think they have to show it in yeah. case yeah. Someone, someone pays. Person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't, have either of you seen a Hatchet movies?
0: I saw the first one.
1: It sucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think they're pretty fun. Um, if For those who don't know who it is, it's basically it's a slasher movie. Again, I, I saw like 20 of them this week. Uh, and it's a it takes place in Louisiana where um, this monster named Victor Crowley is a deformed kid. And these kids throw fireworks at his house and catches it on fire. Jason Voorhees? Uh, yeah, it's Kane Hodder who plays Jason. And um, his dad's trying to break him out and he accidentally kills him. Um, but his ghost haunts the swamps.
0: Kills his own son.
1: Yeah. And so the ghost haunts the swamps and he kills people in really gruesome ways. Um, the first one is like an introduction to him. The second one is just like building on the legend of it. And this third one takes place. It's all like in the course of three days, these movies. And, uh, so it starts basically at the end of the second one where Daniel Harris, who we know from the Halloween movies, guys, Halloween four and five, uh, and the remake Rob Zombie one, uh, she is being attacked by Victor Crawley and she uh, chops his face up with a hatchet, and then she shoots it with a, a shotgun. Um, and then he still comes alive, and she rips his brain out, and he falls on a chainsaw and gets sawed in half. And this is the beginning <laughs> of the movie, and it's like super violent, and like all these like intestines are falling out, and uh, it's so I'm like, oh, this is badass, and uh, so she goes away, and I guess because he's. A violent ghost all he just keeps on repeating over and over again so it really didn't really didn't kill him Um, and it's really funny because she comes into the police station with the scalp of Victor Crowley and uh, they arrest her and she tells the the story of what happened and the sheriff who's played by Zack Galligan from Gremlins and uh, he he sits back and he goes so let me get this straight on the first day your brother and father were murdered and you went to the swamp And then after you found out they were dead, you went back the second day. He's basically repeating the first movie and the second movie. And now the third day, you want to go back? That sounds like the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And then the director and the writer of the movies has a cameo, and he's in the JSO. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because the movie's so stupid. Um, And this movie is actually pretty good. They play on like stupid uh, horror movie tropes and from slasher movies. Uh, There's a part where... Uh, the SWAT team shows up and they're going to kill Victor Crowley and they say you can't kill him and uh, this one dude who's been in all the movies and he gets killed in all the movies he says what the fuck man what, what don't you see because there's like intestines hanging from trees and like body parts everywhere and this guy says no we're moving out we're going to kill this guy and he points he's like dude that's some guy's fucking testicles hanging right there <laughs> and there's like dick hanging right there <laughs> and, uh, and these, it's really funny and then people are murdered in horrible ways and uh, is at the end of the series Maybe. <laughs> um, but I had fun. I, I like them. I think they're fun. And, I mean, they don't hurt anybody. So, yeah. That's that's what I watched this week. Hatchet 3 all by myself in the movie <laughs> theater. No nudity, though. What the hell? I want to see some boobs. Aw, boo. Yeah. Didn't give
0: you that? Mm. No.
1: It's like a staple for but, horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a part where he grabs a dude by the jaw and rips his jaw out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a dude gets his brain chopped in half. What else happens? Um... <laughs> Man, it, it, but it's it's not uh, CGI gra- like it's practical effects, so it's pretty good. That's nice. Yeah, he rips this one dudey like punches him through the back. He falls down. He rips each of his arms off, and then he stomps on his head, and his eyeballs pop out. Um, Derek Mirrors, who played Jason in the uh, the reboot of Friday Thirteenth, gets his like skeleton ripped out like Kano from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's you know if you like that kind of stuff, over the top violence. Jesse, what'd you watch this week? <laughs> Uh, nothing so violent. Uh, I've
3: actually been taking this past week to catch up on a bunch of movies that were in my next Netflix queue that nice. I haven't gotten to. I watched uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Hey, another that's a great movie. Another horror slasher movie with kind of yeah. an interesting take on all the different tropes for those movies. It
1: does. If you're a big fan of those movies, when I saw Tucker and Dale, I, uh to this day I fucking love that movie because I'm such a fan of slasher movies. And yeah. For them to kind of you know turn it a little bit is great.
3: Yeah. I've never been real big into the genre and Brad recommended it to me. So of course it went to the bottom of my list <laughs> of things to watch, but I was going through my Netflix and I was like, "Oh, I should clear some of these movies out. So I watched that and it was good fun. Uh, I also watched, um, safety, not guaranteed,
1: Another great movie, which huh? I
3: wasn't really sure what to make of that, but I like some of the, uh, actors that are in that movie. Oh, yeah. So I decided to give it a chance and it was really good. And then I started to watch the Comfy Couch, which has a lot of the same actors, and it was so bad, I, I turned it I off after of ten minutes. <laughs> I was like, "I'm done with this."
1: What is that? I've never heard of it.
3: It's uh, like this guy finds this couch on like Craigslist, and he travels like across country to get it for his dad. I mean, that's like what the summary is, and then I imagine, you know, there's some soul search, but it was, <laughs> it was so. Balls to the wall, boring. Like after 10 minutes, I just turned it off. Wow, I, was like, I, can't, I can't remember take a movie this that I can't
1: stand after 10 minutes. I'm trying to remember. Usually I can power through them. No, this one that was, was too bad. bad. <laughs> it was Great so bad. <sighs> that was pretty bad. But, you know, I, I paid for it, so I stayed there and watched yeah. it.
3: So I also watched the um, Batman movie from like the 60s or 70s that had Adam West and Burt Ward in it. Cool. Uh, based on a conversation we had last weekend. You'd never seen it before? No, no, no. I'd seen it, but I probably haven't watched it. Since I was, like, a teenager.
1: Is it still enjoyable? The only thing I remember is a shark repellent and, like, the rubber shark on his leg. You know, I remembered not liking
3: it that much the last time I saw it was when I was, like, probably in high school or college. But now I think, like, a lot of my tastes have changed and I can Mm -hmm. appreciate things. And I I found it to be really enjoyable. It was... it was it's campiness was like fun and refreshing and i didn't ever think oh this movie sucks or it's it's really like old and dated that was part of what makes it so great Mm. is how like dated it is and how batman is so not like that anymore so
1: i I can see that too because you know sometimes it's a bummer that everything's so like down you know that's one of my biggest pet peeves sometimes with spider-man in the comic form right now is it's so down You know, I miss Spider-Man where he's like, Hey, you know, he's late for picking up his Aunt May's prescription and he has to stop paste Pot Pete or something. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's like everything in this movie is just so like... Lighthearted. Yeah, like we've got a a thing for that or or a device for that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of the silly sort of detective skills. Like uh, the Riddler has all of these riddles throughout the movie that are supposed to keep them on their toes, but they're not even like real riddles that people would have. It's like, what's, what's black and white and like dangerous. And it's like a penguin with a machete or something like, you know, like nothing, nothing that anyone would ever guess is a real riddle, but it's in the movie. And somehow like from there, they're able to make these amazing leaps in like, well, this has this and this has a machete and that must equal like Catwoman, or something. Detecting, huh? Uh, Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, suspension bridge of disbelief (laughs) but uh, yeah that was mostly I just caught up on some movies and very cool enjoyed that what about you Brad
0: Uh, I it's a shame James is not here because I started watching Downton Abbey and neither of you have seen that so I I think I should just kind of move on (laughs) let let me me
1: answer me this question is it worth watching
0: Uh, if you watched the movie Gosford Park and said they should make a TV series of this (laughs) then you would like it. So if
1: I'm like I'm watching God's For Park I'm like this movie's kind of fucking boring,
0: then you're probably not going to like that TV God, show. You're not
1: going to watch it. You know, I could tell by the stuffy cast photos they took that yeah. I wouldn't like it.
0: I, I I guess it's a little bit more entertaining than God's Park was um because by the second episode uh, after the first episode I was like I don't know if I'm going to finish this. <laughs> and then the second episode there's a murder, so um that got interesting and then some other people move into the abbey. So there's enough to keep me going to the end of the season. But um yeah, I mean it's not for everybody. So and it's not really a nerd thing, so but I know James was watching it and he was encouraging he us was. to see it and I um finally caved in and, <laughs> and Patton Pat Oswalt loves it, so yeah. I was yeah. like i give it a shot.
1: But, I think it's people like it, so must it have some redeeming qualities. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's definitely a quality made show. It's, you know, shot and written well, but I mean it's a, the premise behind it is kind of a, very specific taste, um, yeah, so, that's all I got. Oh, actually, I watched uh, the Disney's Hercules for the first time. Yeah. You've never seen it?
3: Nope. It's a pretty wow. good movie. Yeah, that's nope. like one of my favorite Disney movies.
0: <laughs> that's, a, I guess I'm in the minority here. You don't like it? It's all right. It's, it, I, if there was a cartoon TV show of it, which I think there was, there is, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference because I. It doesn't seem like a movie to me. It just seems like a series um I'm episode just, of anything.
3: I'm just going to lay out that I, I like it cuz it's kind of like Superman. Like it follows the same themes and everything. It does, but
0: the I think the music, it's got it's gospel for go Greek uh for like a Greek setting. No, yeah. Like okay, whatever. And, um, and James distance. Woods is uh, Hades is, you know, it's funny that he's kind of like a comedic relief character. James Woods
3: is great as Hades; like, it doesn't get much better.
0: Yeah, it's like a fun part of it, but the rest of it is just like, like animation-wise, it's, there's nothing that's like all that interesting. And then this, like, we and... not
3: entertained. <laughs> <I> was not. <laughs> um, Little Greek reference there,
0: too. <laughs> and the whole romance is so rushed, and like, there's no. It's just like, hey, there's a pretty girl in this story, so obviously Hercules has to. Get just, yeah,
1: because Hercules likes to fuck. Brad.
0: There's no like. It seems like with you know Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King and Well, uh, Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Like, there's just kind of like this like mad like Disney magic quality to it. Whereas Hercules mm-hmm. just seems like, oh, here's just we made another cartoon based on a like a legend, and we add so much like modern humor to it. Mm-hmm. There's just kind of
1: and Danny DeVito as the weird goat thing. And he
0: has that song that he has to sing, yeah. and like he's tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah what songs? i haven't seen in forever though i, I don't know talking yeah about... hello it's about
0: training him yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the lyrics are trite and yeah. enforced anyway not my favorite you're not disney gonna movie. train me
1: <laughs> the i have to watch it again i do love that movie though I'm really oh yeah, he calls
0: like uh, when he first meets i forget the girl's name but megara. It's like megara he's like what's up sweet cheeks and like slaps her on the ass or something like yeah. disney yeah <laughs> Like, if they did that today, they would get destroyed. Like Baby Huey in. Nymphs they can't
1: Imagine keep the hands off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's all I watched. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I guess we have to pay some bills here at the Real Nerds Podcast. So here's a word from our sponsors. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac.
2: And I'm Elliot Chilix.
1: And we're here to tell
0: you to visit SperxusDomain.com. Why should you visit furkistdomain.com?
2: Well, duh, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit furkistdomain.com.
3: How do you spell that address I see?
2: What? I don't know. Fucking s something. I I don't know. I am in cognitive, I have no idea.
0: Fine, I'll do it. S P H I G R Oh, got
2: it. Spell thing out.
3: S Ah, oh, God, I
2: just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. is it get any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus.
0: Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver.
2: Well, what? That's it? What? It doesn't say anything about my crazy high or analytics or... What the... <sighs> Ridiculous.
0: Nope. That's all Svirks wrote down.
2: Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? (laughs) 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 Uh, Gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Svirks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to smirksisdomain.com.
0: Bye. smirksisdomain.com.
3: For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman smoke and rub. Caution: meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at
1: Birdman BBQ. My man, spider sense is tingling.
3: Hey, look, it's Manspider.
1: How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
3: Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me.
1: My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's Manspider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that,
0: too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son.
1: Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. Oh my gosh. Such a great week last week at the box office. Let me uh, dig out my box office mojo app. Hang on one second. There's no box office mojo app. <laughs> This is the Box Office Stats.
0: So we saw the internship last week. How did that do, Ryan? Oh,
1: dude, so well. Um, actually, shockingly, I-, I guess it's not shocking that The Purge won the box office, but it did $34 million. That movie cost $3 million to make.
0: So pretty much that whole production team is buying new houses?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, th- that's uh, that guy who makes that movie... If you want to listen to a great interview on a different podcast, you should really <laughs> listen to Scott Derrickson's interview with Kevin Smith on Smoothie Makers because he made um, Sinister and uh, what the fuck's his other? Exorcism of Emily Rose with this guy named Scott Bloom. And he, what he does, he only gives you $3 million to make your movie. And then they market it. Insidious, Paranormal Activity, um, The Purge, Sinister. They've all grossed over like $50 million because... You know they have huge openings and then I mean they trail off. But if you're only spending three million dollars and you already made 34 million dollars, dude, he's a genius. They, he knows how to market those horror movies. Um, unfortunately, the internship came in fourth place with 17 million dollars. um I thought it was funny. You know, my wife hated that movie, I thought it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, so um, I guess the real nerds are in a in a minority in that one fast fast and furious is over 200 million dollars um now you see me is they're saying is like the surprise hit of the summer yeah that's, yeah uh it's gonna be over 100 million dollars soon the but now there's you know what actually i'm shocked i was because i'm gonna be gone next week and i'm obviously gonna be watching movies when i'm in kansas uh world war z is like an 84 percent or something on the tomato meter people freaking love it hmm. so i'm kind of interested to see it
3: uh, it just, the more I see on it, the, it just looks terrible. Yeah.
1: The, I was reading a review of it on, I think it was Collider and he, the guy said, Hey, the trailers don't do this movie any justice. I guess the zombies are like really good when you see them up close huh. and it, it's interesting how they're marketing the movie. Cause even the author says that it's terrible. He's like
3: the only thing that they used from my book was the title.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. But I'm sure he got paid lots of money. I, I would fucking sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: the rights to real nerds podcast the movie yep you can have them do what you want <laughs> change the characters
1: Yep. uh so box mojo.com is where we get our box office numbers for thanks guys um wow next week dvd and Meh. blu-rays yeah dvd releases the blu-rays uh, so jack the giant slayer is the big one did you see the the box art for it? it's horrible like it's
0: did you see the movie yeah horrible. uh, i
1: don't know horrible is the right word yeah there's worse it's um it's all right but like there's uh it's jack and he has a sword and he's on and there's like one giant face like right next to him man Mm. they did not know how to sell that movie
0: it still made a lot of money though i think it got over 100 million did it really yeah which is bizarre
1: yeah i know it made a lot internationally um yeah, it was. That, I remember that movie being a lot more violent than I thought it was, was going to be. Um, the Howling on Blu-ray, collector's edition, I actually do want to get. Um, it's done by Shout Factory. And I don't know if you guys, uh, you're not a big horror movie fan, but um, Shout Factory makes these great Blu-rays from, like, second-rate horror movies. And The Howling is directed by Joe Dante, and it has all these great characters in it. And it has one of the coolest werewolf transformations in movie history. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's more of like a dark comedy. Obviously, Joe Dante, Gremlins and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I love The Howling. Um, Life Force? Is that the uh, um, uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. one?
0: I don't know. Uh, I just I was reading stuff that people have been waiting for this movie, and it's coming out on Blu-ray. So, I think it is. Whatever.
1: No, that's enemy mine. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah. Uh Life Force is a great game on the NES. You guys ever play that one? No. It was a, sh- a scroll down shooter and then it was switched to a side scrolling shooter. It is really great. Hmm. By Konami. Konami code does work on it. <clears throat> um Movie 43 that nobody saw. I I actually did see you did that see in it. theaters, <laughs> I
3: shit you not. I I immediately wanted my money back <laughs> and then some really is it that bad it's like the worst movie i think i've ever seen That's in my so, entire that life sucks
1: so bad because there's so many good people in it.
3: it everything that was funny they showed in the trailers so wow. then like when you see it like the rest of it is just it's really like childish toilet humor like i'm sure that teenagers probably think it's the greatest thing ever <laughs> but
0: it's me like it's probably some rental that like graduating high school kids right now will take home and then in, in 10 years, you know, they'll be talking about, it like, we're fond, of, we're fond of, like, basketball yeah. and orgasmo. It'll be, like, this cult hit.
3: Yeah, but those movies are still good. <laughs> this was never good. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted both my money back and, like, my time. <laughs> I wanted them. you'll never get back. I wanted them to bring up the TARDIS, <laughs> and, like, send me back in time so that I could, like, stop myself in some paradox. And uh,
1: Doc shows up, Hey, Jesse, I'm here to take you back to the future! <laughs> I gotta stop you from seeing movie (laughs) forty-three. It'll be the the worst night of nine ten on Friday night. (laughs) You're gonna step into the movie theater. We can't allow that. Anyways, um, also uh, the last exorcism two came out. Have you guys seen the first last exorcism? No, it's not good. I don't know how they made a sequel, and I never wanted to see it. So
0: the cover art's creative.
1: It is, you know. But you've noticed a lot of cover art for horror movies now is people in like contorted. Yeah. Um, posture, and um, it's a really weird selling point. But they know how to sell them. I don't know how, I don't think it made that much money, but I still think it cost $2 million to make, and it made like $30 million, so I guess it still made money. Hmm. Um, Harold Lloyd, Safety Last. I actually wanted to see this movie. Um, the Criterion cover art is amazing. Um, it's a silent movie. I think it's from 1922. Um, they're fun movies to watch. But in There's, pop
0: culture, have you ever seen that guy hanging from the clock? Yeah. That's what this movie is the originator of that
1: and you know i uh, the thing i love about uh criterion they had um you know watching like the last dictator and uh, charlie chaplin so i do enjoy those movies um so and criterion always does a great job with those movies
0: and if you're a fan of futurama that's who harold zoid is based on
1: yeah oh okay yeah that makes um sense. wilfred season two I, di- I thought it got canceled but you know i guess not i guess elijah wood still needs a job <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, that show is actually insanely popular. You is it really? Oh, yeah, like at San Diego Comic-Con. Really? So many people follow that show and, like, come dressed as the dog and everything. Wow. Like, it's, it's crazy popular. My girlfriend loves that show. And, it, like, I have the first season in my Netflix queue, and I, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. But, yeah, I, I hear great things. So huh. I don't think it's one of those shows that's even, like, nearly in danger of being really? canceled. Yeah.
1: Learned something new on the real nerds podcast today uh yeah that's it um there's also a steel book of Shaun of the dead that i already pre-ordered that's pretty <laughs> sweet and a hot fuzz they have these really cool like comic book panels on the steel book so
3: yeah i've seen some of those at, uh walmart yeah of all places they have a bunch yeah, of those
1: uh, they have a best buy is warner brothers exclusive ones i think yeah and uh yeah
3: target has some too and target's exclusive
1: yeah. on some yeah, I
3: haven't seen Target. I'll have to check that out.
1: Steel books are cool. Yep, always. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Digital bits. Hey, real news. It's real news. Star Wars Land coming to Disney theme parks. I can't wait. <laughs> I was reading that they're. They Why really... don't they call
0: it Star Wars Galaxy though? Like, does <laughs> that be Star Wars Land?
1: I, I, I doubt that's the last... <laughs> that's what they're going to call it, Star <laughs> Land. That doesn't even make sense. Are they just retrofitting Epcot, sir? Uh, no, what I heard <laughs> is they're actually building from... The Death Star.
3: That, was, <laughs> that would actually be badass.
1: they just rip off all those <laughs> panels <laughs> and put... Like, well, yeah, they've gone on to the Epcot ride uh, and the side of the big sphere. Yeah, yeah. Not when like when it's, actually, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of a cool... It's like man's progression. Yeah. But that would be sweet if they did retrofit it to the Death Star and you went <laughs> through there and it's, uh, you know... Those one dudes where they're standing next to the big old laser and they don't have a rail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's mouse droids skittering around yeah, on the floor. That's
1: sweet. See, why aren't we imagineers?
0: And then when like if you stray off the path, they take you to the uh the brig.
3: <laughs> and then you know, Luke and Dump Han come rescue you. Yeah. yeah, you go into the trash compactor in the Dianaga, you
1: see it pulling someone down. That would be <laughs> For sweet. anyone who wonders, that is the name of that creature. I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> nice. But you know, I was reading that uh, like at Walt Disney World. I don't know if you at Walt Disney World, the Star Wars tour is like in the corner of the Hollywood Studios lot. And what they want to do there is they're just going to expand it out, where they're going to have another new ride and have a cantina, like uh, obviously Return of the Jedi. Mos Eisley.
0: Oh, the Jedi cantina.
1: Yeah, they're just going to change the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, where all the pirates (laughs) dress like Chewbacca. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't know what else they're going to do. I know they're launching a new cartoon as well. Um, Disney is definitely going to town with their Lucasfilm acquisition and they should, um, cause I'm a fan of Disney. So
0: got to make that 4 billion
1: back. Well, they'll make it on the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's actually a cool thing. And I know they also want to bring cars land to Orlando too, because it's so popular in uh, California. Um, James Cameron is getting the Terminator rights back in 2019. Um, yeah,
0: I don't think he'll do anything with him because he's yeah. so focused on Avatar movies. Oh well, yeah, I
1: told it, I heard he's going to only make a couple more Avatars, then he's going to retire. Right? That's what good old James Cameron's going to do. Um, he's a he's a good guy. If you he, people like him so much, if you watch the Aliens uh, making of the movie, you'll hear how much they like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's being sarcastic. Yeah, uh, dude, that's one of my. It was pretty thick. That was one. Of, that's one of my favorite making of documentaries because a lot of times it's like Fluff saying, "Oh my god, I got to work with Sigourney Weaver. So great!" And uh, oh, I sound like Daniel Tosh there. <laughs> like, uh, but then on this Alien one, they they uh, who was it? Man, I, wasn't Michael Ben be, uh, because uh, he's good friends with James Cameron. But like another one of the Marines says, "Yeah, it sucked because James Cameron's an asshole." Bill Paxton. Yeah, probably Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's great. Came
0: over, man. Came <laughs>
1: over. Um yeah, there's uh you know, you mentioned on here the notes, Brad, uh Steven Spielberg had an interesting uh comment, comment about that how the movie industry is gonna implode if unless people start finding cheaper ways to make movies because soon it's gonna get so expensive you're gonna be paying twenty five, fifty dollars to go see a movie. Um, For that
3: price you can just own it.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, and, and you know he's he's I mean the funny thing is is he's kind of Actually, he's not, because the thing that's cool about Spielberg <laughs> is he always finishes ahead of schedule, except for Jaws, and uh, under budget is, like, his big trademark, and him and Lucas kind of have this thing where they uh, are worried about the movie industry spending way too much money.
0: But if you go to Box Office Mojo and look at the budgets compared to what the movies are making, the majority of movies are turning a profit right now. Yeah. So, um, I don't think they're going to get – I was shocked that Man of Steel, they gave that one 220 right out of the gate yeah. to make. I mean – um,
1: yeah, because, I mean, that so, was such a risk. The average
0: budget for a Blockbuster movie these days is, like, 130 three? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Star Trek was 150 or something. Which is
1: crazy when you think about it. Because, um, I mean, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, uh, it is interesting. And, you know, when we were actually uh, seeing Man of Steel, they asked us, they said, you're not seeing it in IMAX 3D? Well, it's to see it in IMAX 3D. Which, I mean, I do kind of want to see it now in IMAX 3D, but... I mean, $16, 17 dollars to see a movie—that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the Blu-ray comes out, it's going to be what fourteen ninety-nine in the first week. So, I don't know, man. I'm kind of over three D. Yeah. I feel like it muddies up the action sequences. It does. i what was the last movie. I don't even know the last movie I saw in three D. You saw Star Trek. I didn't see it.
0: Yeah, I saw three D. It was uh, all right.
1: Yeah. It didn't. It doesn't add anything. I mean, yeah. I think The Hobbit was the last thing I saw in three D.
0: No one ever really like has stuff come out of the screen too it's always just like they push the background back
3: mm-hmm. yeah it just it just seems to give it more depth yeah. and i always come out of it with a horrible headache so
1: yeah and it's so unnecessary i've never i haven't been to a well, i'm trying to think of a movie that would impress me in 3d avatar uh yeah avatar is all right well um, just the 3d the movie yeah. sucked but the 3d i think jackass 3d <laughs> Jack benefited S3D from 3d uh, actually <laughs> had flying dicks at you so else yeah. in wonderland uh, did i see that one in 3d i hated the movie so you I saw oz know. in 3d Yeah, Oz was pretty good in 3D. No, Raimi's such a great director, though, that I kind of expected it to be pretty good in 3D. Um, But yeah, I guess Oz was the last one I saw in 3D, and that's after I saw it in 2D, though. I didn't go see it in 3D right away, Mm -hmm. and I used a free movie ticket at Regal. If you bring a free movie ticket, they only charge you like six bucks to see it in 3D, Hmm. so take ten bucks off
0: but movie studios should take note that when ticket prices were five bucks i saw movies multiple times in theaters without any hesitation so
3: yeah now i
1: almost never see anything twice
0: yeah when yeah they're 16 bucks i'm just like one's enough
1: yeah one's enough and then i'll get the blu-ray if i really like it yeah like star trek uh yeah that's about it for uh movie news Uh, nothing really too exciting yep (laughs)
0: <laughs> direct us to the next thing <laughs> yeah
1: uh, uh the next thing uh, we do is uh as comic book corner what's up nerds it's the
2: comics corner do
1: you have a comic book for us I don't read- oh that's right you don't read comics anymore. you can't
0: recommend any superman comic over the past 75 years that he's been around
1: oh yeah of course i mean i can if if we're
3: doing like a special superman edition
0: Oh, you know, it's only the Superman episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Superman in, what, seven years? <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Um, let me see, probably, like, the best Superman story arc I think I've ever I read.
0: heard All-Star Superman's the best one. But- All-Star, All-Star Superman
3: is really good, is really good. yeah. Um, it, it All-Star Superman is really good if you want, like, a golden age, like a love letter to, like, the golden age Superman uh, people who don't get that going into it find it to be really distracting and they get lost really fast and that's the thing that you have to remember is this isn't like the modern day superman it's like a superman from an era where there was a lot of crazy shit going on in comics <laughs> and there was probably some drug use from the writers and so there's a lot of silliness that happens and you just have to like roll with it but um as long as you can keep that keep that down yeah i mean it'll be great um
0: God, but what do you recommend
3: i know i'm trying to think it's like on the tip of my tongue you just you put me on the spot
0: <laughs> death of superman um no
3: stay away from death of <laughs> superman it's contrived and terrible um it was just a cash grab. In that.
0: <laughs> what about yeah, the everyone dies in that brian azzarello jim lee superman storyline no
3: that one was terrible uh, for tomorrow for tomorrow that's what yeah, it is. yeah that one was not that was confusing good. It was, yeah, it was confusing for a lot of reasons, and I was especially confused as to why uh, a writer who had never written for superheroes was suddenly writing for one. Kind of had no business doing it. Red Sun? Yes, yeah, that's that's the one I was trying to, I was <laughs> racking my brain, I'm like, I've got it, it's a hardcover, <laughs> why is this escaping me? <laughs> yeah, probably the best Superman read Um, which is odd because it's an Elseworlds title, is Red Sun Superman. And it's a what if Superman had fallen to Earth in the Soviet Union instead of America. And so it's kind of a different look at how the characters would have been fleshed out and how his life would have been fleshed out. But you still see the roots of Superman in that. And it's not like just because he landed in the Soviet Union, he's suddenly evil or, you know, they don't they don't take any cheap stabs at it. It's actually you can still see the character as you know him with this different background and these different, slightly different political views. And it it makes for a really great and refreshing story. Uh, Kingdom Come is also a really great Superman Mm -hmm. story. I know a lot of people will argue that it's a Justice League story, but it's really a Superman story. So those, those would probably be my two big recommendations. There's a couple others, uh, smaller ones that have come out over the years. Like, um, the newest one involving Brainiac I thought was really good. Um, they even made that cartoon for it. The, mm. that recently just came out.
1: Superman unleashed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The Superman unleashed. Yeah. Cause that's, mm. yeah, that's the name of the storyline. So unleashed is a great storyline for Superman. Um,
0: is Superman for All Seasons, is That's
3: that a good one? On?
1: Yeah. Uh, I like Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale.
3: I like I like Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's stuff with Batman. I was not really impressed with Superman for All Seasons. And I may be, like, the only person, like, stand alone on that,
1: um, but I just... What do you know? Yeah, <laughs> what, do I, what do I know? I, I'm like, I love that one. I'm not a Superman fan, so... I just... To me, there's
3: a lot of, like, really great Superman storylines out there, but there's also a lot of, like, really contrived ones. Mm-hmm. And, I like, ones that deal more with, uh, you know, like, Superman having to fight harder battles than just, like, oh, here's his first introduction with Lex Luthor. Uh, like, Superman Birthright, I thought, mm-hmm. was, was one of my favorite reboots in the comics. Superman has had like five or six reboots over the years in comics as far as his origin goes. And Superman birthright was probably my favorite um, of the reboots just because it showed more of like a more relatable Superman Mm -hmm. one that, that, you know, like you can kind of see a lot of like yourself or like the everyman into and not one where he's so like above everyone in his boy scout hood or, um, you know, like he—he he seems like an attainable character because he seems like a real person with flaws, and uh, not so much just like I was born to be Superman. Yeah. So yeah, those would be my recommendations.
1: Very cool. Uh, Jesse, you're the guest, so do you want to talk about Man of Steel first? Or do you want me and Brad to talk about This Is the End first? Um, we can talk about Man of Steel while it's cool. while it's still fresh. Awesome. Uh, So this week, uh, part one of what Real Nerds saw is we went and saw Man of Steel. Uh, Brad, should people go see The Man of Steel?
0: It was super!
1: (laughs) Jesse, should people go see Man of Steel? This is the opinion that really counts. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Absolutely. It was a magnificent film.
3: Um, I think it it definitely washes the bad taste of the previous Superman films out of people's mouths. It was... uh, The storyline was believable. It was a much more realistic Superman. It was a much more like down to earth attainable character. It was like kind of like I spoke of with the birthright. You felt like Superman could be you or or Brad or anybody. And um, it was just kind of like a guy who is trying to live a normal life but has these powers and it's like what do you do
1: with them uh yeah i agree i think man of steel was really good um and if you're like oh, i don't know just listen to Hans zimmer score during this trailer and you will freaking fall in love with this movie uh go ahead and play the trailer <laughs>
2: General Zod I have journeyed Across an ocean of stars To reach you Your world has sheltered One of my citizens He will look like you But he is not One of you To those of you Who know of his location The fate Of your planet Rests in your hands To Kal-El I say this, surrender within 24 hours, or watch this world suffer the consequences.
3: You will not win, for every human you save, we will kill a million more.
2: I won't betray them. You already have.
1: What was cool about this movie is, you know, they're reintroducing Superman. Everybody knows who Superman is. Well, I those guys, uh, me and Brad saw a movie and they were they didn't know who Superman was. Like uh, it was, uh, We'll get to it at the end of the movie. But, um, you know, they're introducing him and what I thought was a really cool start for the movie is they started on Krypton and they were, you know, telling you all about, uh, you know, how they abused their world and um, that General... Zod is not really, like, a bad guy because you find out that he was, you know, born to be that way. It's not, like, really – I mean, he is a bad guy, but it's not, it's not his fault, if that makes sense. Um, he's just an extremist. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and he's he's doing what he thinks is best yeah. for his people. And, you know, like, obviously everyone has, like, a different means to an end. And so, yeah, like, does it make him bad? yeah I
1: mean, I don't know it's I, ambiguous yeah like, exactly. he's definitely not the at the beginning cliche you, villain yeah you know at the beginning you, you don't you understand I guess you understand his point of view I mean um, I think that's uh, important for any villain is he has to have motivation he just can't be a guy who wants to kill people or wants to obtain land yeah <laughs> obtain land. Uh, <laughs> but you know you get into it right away I mean th- I will say too this movie is freaking beautiful um, yeah there's there's some shots. I mean, always when there's people flying, it looks a little not right. But the scene where Russell Crowe as Jor-el walks out and he's like looking at Krypton, like falling apart, is one of the most amazing visual effects thing I've ever seen. Um, what
3: I loved the most about it was that they really made Krypton come alive. Yeah. Because in previous movies and a lot of times in the comics, Krypton is portrayed in one of two ways. It's either a very dead planet that's just like barren and then there's some citadels or it's like this super crystalline technology thing, but it still feels, you know, like you don't get the sense that people live there. Yeah. And in this one, you know, like you could see plants and you could see animals mm-hmm. and in, even in the comics, they don't ever show that Krypton had animals. Like it just doesn't feel like this alien world. And so right off the bat, you get to see, you know, like, like, f- alien looking beasts of burden and plant life and mountain ranges and it just it felt you know like our world but on like a, the other side of the coin of that and so I really liked that it was like I feel like I'm here I feel on and i'm I'm getting the sense of everything that's happening
1: yeah it you know I mean the the movie uh it was two and a half hours it moved so fast and I thought they did a great storytelling um moment is they are showing you a little bit of where he was at, and then they're pulling you back to where he, how he got to where he was, and it added to the mystery. I mean, obviously, me being a, con- I know Superman's story, but at the same time, I mean, I didn't know, um, you know, the uh, they genetically made babies, so you had to be, you know, a farmer or a scientist or something like that. And that Superman is the first natural conceived baby, and or uh, is that a new animal.
0: thing
3: for this movie? Or no, nope, that, always that been... is that is how it's always been in the really? comics, See, and a I lot of people. That. Yeah, it's it's grazed over a lot in the comics, and so you'd have to have read several of the storylines. But yeah, all Kryptonians were actually conceived within, like, birthing chambers, and so Superman was, like, the first, hmm. uh, like, live birth.
0: And they don't mention depending... that in the Reeves movie, right?
3: No, they don't mention that yeah. in any of the other Superman movies. And actually, even in the comics, depending on which version of like the reboot you're getting like that changes too. like in in one of the versions Superman is is also created from the birthing chamber Mm -hmm. but instead of being preconceived out of genetics it's like Jor-El and Laura took their blood and created like a baby out of it which Mm -hmm. was still not done within their society but yeah I definitely thought it was cool that they threw that into the movie there were a lot of things that they had in this movie that we've never seen before in Superman movies that I think a lot of uh, fans in general audience would never know about yeah, that I, I thought mean, was great.
1: They did a great job too explaining um, Superman's powers and where his strength comes from. Uh, uh, even when, when they, and when they kill jor is like shocking. I mean, you know, he's going to die, but when he gets stabbed and he doesn't have like, you know, some monologue where he's telling, he just fucking drops dead. And, uh, it's it's pretty powerful. Um, that And, you know, when Laura walks out and she's watching Krypton just blow up in front of her. I mean, I think it's powerful.
3: Oh, yeah. When the, the Kellex is like, um, do you, yeah. you want to hide somewhere? And she's like, there is nowhere to hide. Yeah. I will add, though, that Jor-El being killed by Zod is different. That's not canon with the comics. Yeah, they not, did that just for the movie because normally he and Laura die together. Hmm. But I think it was more powerful. Yeah. That, that Zod took him down and worked into the whole revenge thing later on.
0: And it's interesting they even gave Zod a little bit of regret for doing it. Yeah. Like he he did it out of rage yeah. but then he was like suddenly remorseful.
1: That one at the end when uh he's you know confessing to Superman that he killed Krypton and now he has nothing to live for. I'm like oh my gosh dude that's like and it's a tribute to every single actor in this movie. All the actors are on their freaking A-game Um, You know, we haven't even talked about uh, Harry, Henry. What's his fucking name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's freaking amazing as Clark Kent. And
3: um, he embodies Superman so many times in that movie where I just see him and it's not like he's an actor, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the Superman costume. Like he just feels like the character. He even kind of looks at times like. A grown-up version of like Tom Welling, who yeah. I thought was pretty good in Smallville, and he, and in times it's like he's channeling Christopher Reeve, oh, who is kind of like the quintessential like it's the Superman we all grew up with.
1: Yeah, so yeah, there's just there's so many images that that st- stay with me in, from that movie. You know, the scene where he gets his suit for the first time and he's like uh, soaking in the sun, and you can see it in his face that he's getting the power from it. And uh, and I, I told Brad when we saw the movie, every time Kevin Costner was on screen, I almost cried. <laughs> Yo, he's, yeah. He was powerful. You know, the this it was in the trailer, but, you know, the scene where he saves all those kids, and he's like, well, am I supposed to let them die? And he's like, maybe. I mean, maybe that's what has to happen. And ice, and, you know, what's so cool is uh, what a great character moment is when Jonathan Kent dies and Superman can save him. And he's been preaching this whole time, don't tell people who you are. Don't let people know that you're, uh, you know, um, a super person. And he's about to save him. And he goes, no, don't, don't do it. And he's just like, oh my God. And I seriously, I get like all teary-eyed every time um, he says it. And, you know, um, he uh, he's, when he says, I just want to be your son. He's like, you are my son. I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, that
3: It's just so great. The moment when he dies, I think, was especially powerful because it has a dual message. Uh, yeah, And this is something that even Kevin Smith has spoke of where it's not just, you know, the world isn't ready for you, don't reveal yourself, but it's also, like, a thing of, like, you can't be everywhere to save everyone. Yeah. And human beings have to take care of human being problems, and Superman really should only be there to take care of things that are, like, outside of human hands. Like, Superman shouldn't from trees Mm. and stopping bank robberies. He should be dealing with things like alien invasions and, like, crazy, you know, maniacal madmen and stuff like that. But really, like, human beings have to go around with their society because otherwise if Superman started fixing all of their problems, then people would look to him to that and then he wouldn't be able to get anything done. So it was also, I felt like the second message of, of, you know, him stopping him was that like, you know, I did this, I took this action knowing what the outcome could be and I'm accepting my fate. Like when Mm -hmm. it's your time, it's your time and you can't save everyone and in the other Superman movies and even the comics it's always been a thing where Jonathan Kent dies of a heart attack Mm -hmm. and then Superman regrettably always says the I have all of these powers and I couldn't save him meaning that you know that there are some things out of his control and so I think that in this movie it was it was more of like that he has to sometimes make the choice of what's in his control and what's outside of it and what he just has to let go.
1: Yeah, you know, even this, like it's a little scene in the movie where the kids pull him out of the car and I don't know, everything that jor said to him and everything that, you know, Jonathan Kent said to him, I was saying, you know what? That's like the world's best father putting those two together <laughs> because you know, he says, uh, I really want to hit those kids. He's like, well, it would have made you feel better if you did it. I mean, would you be a better person? Would you be more of a man? And you're like, right. I mean, what is it trying to prove? And it just, I mean, it And as the movie progresses, you see all those, you know, um, values put into him. And that's why I think this movie succeeds. One of my biggest problems with Superman always has been is how do you make him compelling? How do you make so people can relate to him? And you make people relate to him by him having an upbringing saying, no, this isn't the way you do it. You might have all these powers, but it's not about you being super strong. It's about who you are as a person. It has nothing to do with, yeah, you you might be able to punch people really hard or fly or whatever, but... It was just it was powerful and I I, like I said I almost cried every time Kevin Costner was on screen.
3: That is always the toughest part to do with Superman because like with Batman, anyone could be Batman. Mm -hmm. Like anyone with money and gadgets could seemingly Yeah, you know, be Batman and have revenge. But not everyone with godlike powers could control themselves as well as Superman. And I think that's really where like his strength and his character comes from, is that he isn't just immediately super dick because he can be because who would stop him
1: you know it made sense I didn't understand uh, the poster uh, in uh, fanboys were freaking out about it because obviously I'm not you know steeped in Superman lore but when he's handcuffed and being dragged away he's making a statement saying yeah I'm going willingly I could break out of these at any time but I want to let you know that you have nothing to fear from me and that's a really cool message too and the movie was badass it was just really well done Uh, I can tell how much Brad
3: loved it because he just won't shut up about (laughs) it over here
0: I usually wait till yeah. Ryan's done because uh, he'll just go on and on and on. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I obviously said it was super. Um, you know, people complained in returns that there wasn't enough action, and the whole second hour of this movie is almost nonstop action, and people still complain about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the a- the action was um, pretty exciting, uh, especially when. Feyora wasting the Marines. Oh yeah, uh, it's because she's you know you're watching it and she's you know you're watching her take down one guy and as soon as that's registering in your mind, you're already jumping to her finishing off the next guy in your mind. Yeah, and uh, it's it's pretty badass. You know, and, I, um, I
1: was, as I was watching the movie too, you know, you're thinking of you know the Christopher Reeve Superman and and what they're doing in it. You're like, we live in such a cool era of movies where you can literally show someone getting punched through like 17 buildings and Mm -hmm. another guy flying through and going to hit him again um there's just moments where you know it's the first movie i watched with superman where i felt his strength yes Mm. um and not only his strength but also the you know the kryptonian strength where you know they're they're throwing trains at him and he's punching people and when he grabs zod the first time and threw him all the way through that cornfield and oh that's so badass dude it's just way through that silo and then
0: ignites Mm -hmm. the gas station. What I
1: thought was great too is that
3: I thought this was probably like the first Superman movie where his powers were more believable and they were toned down. It was like he had super strength but even in that scene where he's helping the people on the oil rig, he's not really like picking up that rig. He's just keeping it from falling slightly. Well yeah,
1: because it even overpowers him at the end. Yeah, like he he just goes down with it.
3: Whereas, like you know, in the comic books, he'd have that thing like it was nothing. Yeah, he'd he could pick it up with like his his pinky finger, and so I felt, I felt like his powers were more explainable. I liked that there wasn't kryptonite. Yeah, because I've always felt that kryptonite is like a um, cop out. It's, it's yeah, a it's cop a, out. It's it's, a, a cheap... it's an easy, um, it's it's like bad bad writing for like what do we do to stop him? With anything clever? So we need to. Create like this yeah. backdoor sort of thing, and so I liked that that wasn't in it. I liked that it showed that Kryptonians, because of their planet, um, are already strong and fast and things, and it's just being on Earth gives them all of the
1: superpowers. Yeah, no, it's like the the sight and the you know the yeah, hearing it, and everything. It it, it it makes more sense, and that's what I've always said with Superman is you have to make him relatable. I I've Always said this: if you can write a good Superman story, you're a great writer, because people have um, maybe wrongfully so put him on such a pedestal that he has to constantly live up to these expectations, and that you make him relatable to everybody else. And you know, he's he's really just trying to find out who he is, and that when he finds out who he is and he understands what he can do, is it's an exhilarating part in the movie. I, I will say that it's it's a really cool. I loved the um, you know how relatable
3: he was even after he had the powers and he's like talking to his mom and stuff and she's like oh great suit and he's yeah you know like he's still got that kind of boyhood where he's like charm yeah you know like what do i do next and i mean i can do this but i'm not really sure
1: well yeah because there was that great moment you know he got he came back home he found out who he was and he still wanted to be in smallville kansas that's all he wanted to be so he still came home, and he was still washing dishes, and he was watching Kansas State football. It was only when uh, Zod threatened people is when he decided that he was going to be a hero. And that, I mean, obviously, I mean, he saved people before, but, I mean, that's when he decided that's who he's going to be. That's what his identity is.
3: Yeah, um, there was no use in hiding anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, Zod called him right out, mm-hmm. so. Yeah.
0: It's a little weird that uh, when there's the climactic battle, and uh, him and Zod are just... recklessly getting thrown into buildings regardless of if there's, you know, people and their safety.
3: Yeah, he sure didn't seem to care about saving any of those people (laughs) in Metropolis. (laughs) You know,
1: me and Brad were talking about that. That's my only complaint of the movie is, uh, you know, Metropolis feels empty. Yeah, Metropolis (laughs) feels empty and they're, I mean, they're busting through. I mean, the action's amazing, but at the same time, people just, like, be murdered constantly. (laughs) Yeah, there's buildings falling. It's like, oh, I guess you could
0: say, like, there was an evacuation time after Zod showed up, but...
3: I have a major complaint, and I was talking to Brad about it earlier, and I, I he kind of poo-pooed it, so I don't know. Maybe Ryan will I, – I don't understand, and this happens a lot in movies, why the Kryptonians could speak English. Uh,
1: you know, I, when, I, when I was thinking about it, I thought that they were such an advanced civilization that uh, that maybe they're not speaking English. They just – that's how people are talking, so we can understand As they don't have to have subtitles. I don't know.
0: That's yeah. mostly of what I got is like they don't want to p- put a focus on that because it's yeah. not really important to the plot of the story. I but know,
3: I just I wish that they'd put something
1: in there where it was
3: like yeah. at least our they... suits have universal translators. Yeah, well that too, or and I, something I th- like I, that. I,
1: you know, I did think about that, but too Zod was able to communicate in all the languages of Earth. Yeah, so... which
3: leads me to believe there's a universal yeah, translator so... at least on the ship. Yeah. but then like with them,
1: yeah, that'd be my guess is they just did not want to burden the movie with. I'm, I'm trying to explain on that, on but
0: I figured with that message, they kind of yeah. like they a lot of movies don't go that far. So the fact that they had that all languages message going out to all earth and we're just like, as Americans, like the story is being told for us. So that's
3: why. Yeah.
1: That'd be my only guess. They don't want to burden like the movie going public with it. I get yeah. it. It's yeah. a
3: minor complaint, but I still, I think about things like that. Cause in the comics they speak Kryptonian. Yeah. Like it, it's even like, Written out on the yeah. page, and then like they'll have a thing at the bottom that says like what it is translated, but
1: yeah, mm. that'd be my only guess is they didn't want to make it difficult. Uh, but you know, the ending's shocking too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a big spoiler for the ending, um, you know, spoiler they're, alert. yeah, they're you know, they're fighting, um, Zod and uh, Clark, and they're going through and they go into the tra- train station. And, um, Zod basically gives um, Clark an ultimatum, he yeah. says, I'm gonna kill these people. And you're not going to stop me because you care so much about Earth people, and so he's going to fry this family. And uh,
0: with his heat vision.
1: With his heat vision, and Superman decides he's not going to let him do it, and he okay. quite violently <laughs> breaks his neck. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely as a Superman not. Fan, your... How did you feel about that moment? Uh, my
3: jaw was like to the floor because obviously in the comics, Superman is always the Boy Scout, and he mm. never kills uh, for any under any circumstance. Um, he always finds a way around it. And so it was definitely a stark reminder that, like, this is not your grandfather's Superman. This is a a more realistic Superman where sometimes in life, you know, it's not always black and white. There's a lot of gray. And Zod gave him a very difficult choice. It's a choice that, you know, uh, policemen and firefighters have to make every day where they're not bad people. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to... To pull that trigger and so i think it was just very sobering to have to see him do that and obviously he's very upset like in the scene after it oh, happens yeah. i mean it was it was powerful i
1: mean it was it shocked me um but i also think if it, it, it fit into his character i don't think um you know he's not the the boy scout you know he's uh he was trying to find out who he is and he decided he's going to be a protector of earth i mean that's what he decided he's going to do and if uh He's not, obviously not going to be able to choke Zod out. <laughs> After the movie, me and Brad yeah. were talking about the more violent ways he could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping he'd use his heat vision to blow up Zod's head or something. But
0: like, yes, shoot through the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was. But what choice
0: intense. did he have? Like, yeah, they don't. That whole leading up to that scene is like they're just back and forth, and no yeah, one's they getting any. Fought
3: forever, yeah, and then and too, never Yeah, got and me and
1: Brad were talking. Like, well, what do you do with him? He's obviously can't go to the Phantom Zone. That's already gone. I mean, was Superman going to? hopefully knock him out and fly him up into space Mm -hmm. and throw him but he's gonna wake up and come back
0: there's no jail on earth that's gonna hold him there's
1: no jail on earth there's no kryptonite to get rid of him. you gotta get rid of him so to me I thought it was actually that again makes me like this Superman more because to me it makes more sense you know when someone gives you that ultimatum I mean, what are you gonna do you let him just fry that family well then if he fries him and then you do it then what lesson did you learn that I I don't know I thought it was pretty powerful and he he didn't want to do it obviously and now he's really alone in the world. No Kryptonians.
3: Well, they're somewhere in a pocket universe if he <laughs> oh <yeah, that's laughs> right. can access that. Uh, it was the so Phantom funny. At the, uh, well, they had all those
0: colonies. I mean, there's got to yeah. be one that just survived. You know, there's got to um, be that anomaly somewhere. Maybe
3: Zod makes, he
1: says in the movie that they went to.
0: All of them? Yeah.
1: Most of them. You know, it was a cool moment too in the movie. You kind of glanced over was when they were released from their prison and uh, all the prisoners were all heartbroken except for Zod like you know seeing Krypton blow up and he knew that he could find uh, Clark and oh yeah cal and, and he's gonna he's, he's like excellent yeah <laughs> I, you know and I do love Russell Crowe I'm not the biggest Russell Crowe fan but sometimes when he's in a movie and he's good I'm reminded that he's a great actor and he was really good in this movie I love him in this movie
0: and hey um do Kryptonians obviously on Earth they age slower but on Krypton do they just have a longer lifespan because yes Okay, because like Zod should be, if he's you know say maybe thirty years old as a general, and then thirty three years later he's sixty, but he still <laughs> looks pretty young. He had a great like, soul patch. Yeah,
3: yeah. The harsher conditions on Krypton would have enabled them to be um, have like stronger genetics, so they would age at a different rate than human beings.
0: I also liked how they kind of uh, set up that we don't have to sit through the whole Lois Lane is. Yes. Clark Kent, Superman yeah, d- The whole device.
3: unrequited love story. We can just get that out of the way. and
0: Yeah, she knows a secret already. Fantastic. Yeah. And possibly Perry White and Jenny Olsen.
1: Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> uh, when we were watching the movie, the people behind us would just randomly talk through the movie. Ugh. And then when um, Superman, or Clark, showed up at uh, the Daily Planet, they said, oh my gosh, you got a job as a reporter. are like, you really don't know Superman? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, you don't know that he was his mild-mannered reporter, Clark Kent? It's unbelievable. And I seriously looked back at him and stared at him. I'm like, fucking Christ. Do you have to, like, voice that? He yes, said, mm, mm, he's a, he's a reporter now. Speaking
3: of Perry White, like, I just, I don't get the PCification of Hollywood, but did they need to make him a black guy? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. were there just too many white people in the story that they had I to. Yes, I mean. And what the hell happened to Lawrence Fishburne yeah I like know it looks like somebody ate him <laughs> or he ate somebody like the ma- how long ago were those Matrix movies 99
1: I think was the first Matrix yeah. right? Jesus Christ last one was I know. 2003 was, like, he really let himself go yeah. he's kind
0: of chunky in Predators right
1: he was yeah. yeah not that bad though yeah it's it's like he's given up Yeah, on it, life it, it, maybe he's acting fat. I mean there was a great <laughs> moment when he was trying to save uh, Jenny and stuff I thought it was really cool but again it's really character they like does he really even need to be in the movie yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know. but whatever. I still had fun in the movie.
0: They're setting it up. Yeah, there's well, oh, obviously yeah. gonna be a second one. So yeah, yeah so. where do
1: you think they go from here, Jesse? Now they don't have to spend you time.
0: You know, the-
3: that's that's the funny thing is I was really like paying attention to this movie for various like Easter eggs and hints, and obviously there's like the LexCorp truck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so you see right. that, and then at one point you actually even see the LexCorp building in the background, and then there's the Wayne Enterprises satellite. Yeah, so it lets you know that this is like a world with these characters, you know, that mm-hmm. could exist. But I didn't see anything that hinted at all as to what the second movie can be. And I kinda like that because it didn't have to stick to anything.
1: Yeah. They can do whatever they want now, but Yeah, I hope yeah. it's not Luthor. I I, I, I really hope so, too. I, I hope it's someone like Brainiac or
0: uh... I was thinking they could just have Luthor create Brainiac. Is that possible? Like make in a realistic world he could make a technology like Brainiac with all of his resources.
3: Brainiac is
0: and then Wayne has to step in and...
3: Depending on the... I mean, I guess they could do that, but... Typically, like, Brainiac is either A, Kryptonian technology, so maybe, like, if Lex Luthor found, like, one of the computers from the ship, he could retrofit it, and it could... Kind of like Kellex was, like, an artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and then it could become Brainiac.
0: Um, Sorry, you just, I forgot. You pointed out to me that Jor-El's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't register yeah. until you said it. But uh, like when Zod took over that ship, like he wiped out all of Jor-El's like programming, uh, afterlife programming. Like I, I, I kind of thought like, oh, it's out out elsewhere somewhere, but no, it was just on that ship. Sorry.
3: Oh, that. Uh, yeah. So Brainiac is either Kryptonian technology because it stands for the brain interactive construct, or it's a um, an alien from the planet Kalu who has, like, mixed technology with, like, flesh and stuff like that. So uh, they could seemingly do something with it and introduce Lex Luthor. They could do any number of things that they wanted at this point. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for them.
0: Do you think Bizarro would work in this world?
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, Bizarro is just an imperfect clone of Superman, but once again, they'd have to, like they'd have to have Lex Luthor in it and they'd have to show Superman bleed hmm. and I think well, the only time in the movie yeah the that ship. he bled was when he was on the ship so I don't know how else you'd get his genetics
1: oh hmm. also he didn't get like cut right here I think when he was Clark at one point I think he did I don't remember maybe not hmm or you could have Mr. Mexiplex. What's the guy's name? Oh, Mixius Pitlick. <laughs> yeah, Mixius Pitlick. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll get you, Superman. He just punches him into orbit. that <laughs> so Dimensional <awesome>. Imp, yeah.
3: <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, they might even have, like, Parasite in it. I know that seems to be a character that they've been doing a lot more of in the comics as being, like, a real life. That one in Metallo.
0: Because mm.
3: Metallo is essentially Metallo's just, like, the cool. Terminator. But
0: then you got to introduce Kryptonite.
3: You'd have to introduce a power source. Hmm. It Wouldn't necessarily have to be kryptonite.
0: Do you think, because uh, Nolan is kind of the godfather of Zack Snyder's uh, vision, he'd because uh, he Nolan reached in for Bane. Do you think he'll go for Doomsday? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like a m- mid '90s creation.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Like I've I've had several people ask me about Doomsday. Like my roommate is really interested in that. He's like, do you think they'll have Doomsday? And, and I say, I hope not, because <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday's such a—he's kind Doomsday is the character. Venom of
1: Spider-Man. Where he everyone, is. everyone thinks Venom's really cool, and he's really not that cool. And now I just lost like six hundred listeners. <laughs> like you don't like Venom?
0: <laughs> no, no, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're gonna get good. Oh.
1: <laughs> but you know, you never know. Bane wasn't—I didn't think that interesting of a villain, but you know, Nolan did really good. Yeah, they, with him. I, yeah,
0: I like Bane way more in you know Dark
3: Knight Rises. So. I think that to have Doomsday would be too much, like having. The other Kryptonians that they had in this movie, so I feel like in the next movie they're gonna change it up with something a little bit different. Because, like, obviously this movie tested Superman's strength and like his powers, and I think the next one is probably gonna have to test something more. You can't just, I mean, the solution to every problem can't be to punch something really hard. Yeah,
0: probably the test his spirit and his faith in humanity. Which I th- I think it would be Lex Luthor as the villain, because Lex Luthor could screw with him like that
3: i don't see lex luther as being the main villain in these movies but i see him as being like a catalyst for things kind of like um, that's what i was saying like norman creates... osborne yeah. like in the new amazing spider-man movies yeah like i feel like it's gonna be a while before we see like the green goblin but norman osborne will still puppeteer some things. yeah i have
1: this weird feeling that they're doing like a sinister six thing because they have the rhino electro the lizard still around i think that's what they're gonna do and who knows yeah I was just curious because you know this one was the stakes are were so high that yeah I guess testing his faith in humanity or testing something spiritually with him would be the next step for superman that's uh that's a problem a better writer has to figure out, not this guy. <laughs>
3: Sorry, that's what, David S. Goyer's problem? Yeah, that's problem? David S. Goyer's problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Which they he's they, Warner Brothers is like, get up. Yeah. yeah, they've, they've <laughs> already
3: greened. Their, they said they want to fast track the second oh, yeah, one. Even before the it. movie came out. Yeah. yeah. The week before. They, I think they wanted JLA by 2016 or something. So Yeah, well, the, the plan, I think, like, the way that the contracts work is that Cavill is signed on for two Superman movies and a Justice League movie mm. is what his contract is.
1: Money. I'd do it. Why not?
0: long story short. Man of Steel is badass. Yeah, and you it should is. see it. I'm just happy to finally have twice a great already.
3: Superman movie. Yeah, that, that's... Because I have had to free, live yeah. in the shadow of Batman
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of these years. Hey, Jesse, Batman Begins is so cool. <laughs> When's the Superman movie coming out? Next year? Okay. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> hey, Jesse, Dark Knight's coming out. When's the next Superman movie coming out? Never. To be determined. <laughs> hey, Jesse, Dark Knight Rises is coming out. When's the next Superman movie coming out?
3: Yeah, it was... Uh, my expectations were low for this movie I won't <laughs> lie <laughs> but it was great they exceeded I them I think I think everyone should see it
1: however way they can absolutely and you know Superman only was really a boy scout pose at the very end when Jonathan Kent was checking him out and I almost cried again
0: I like that line like welcome to the planet yeah. I don't know why that just like really got to me
1: the the line that killed our audience was uh, at the end where he you know he throws that drone down because they're trying to figure out who he is oh, yeah. and uh and he says, "Major, what are you doing?" I'm sorry, boss. He's just really hot. And then, like our our <laughs> whole audience, like, Woo! <laughs> uh, I mean,
3: yeah, my audience loved the part where he wrapped the truck around the phone poles. Oh yeah, at yeah, the diner. yeah. That was good. I was, I, I love that too because I was like, yeah, that's like if I had those powers, <laughs> that's what I would do. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> really,
1: if you were that dude, you're like, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah, because you couldn't explain it. No, it was great.
0: Although no one inside the bar heard that going on outside.
1: There was, yeah. a lot of You're drunk. there was a lot of music being played, and You're it was drunk. country, so that lowers your <laughs> intelligence anyway. Um. Awesome. Uh, so, one more movie before we go. Uh, me and Brad saw "This Is the End." Um,
0: There's another movie that released this week. Yeah, on Wednesday.
1: <laughs> Brad, should people go see "This Is the End"?
0: Uh, well, I, I want to say yes, but you have to have a certain taste in humor uh, to enjoy. Okay. It's not for everybody.
1: I agree. I thought it was really funny. I think you should see it, but you really have to be really familiar with these actors, uh, line of work and be willing to suspend your disbelief of who they really are, even though they're playing themselves. Yeah. If that makes any they're sense. They're playing
0: themselves, but they're not really themselves. Yeah. yeah. So was
3: it like for the Judd Apatow type of crowd, like the people Ooh. that like his movies? No, or...
1: I think it's more of like, uh, the Seth Rogen and,
0: uh, I'm trying to think of like a raunchy thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I guess so, because even like uh, Apatow movies like Pineapple Express, it starts off as like a stoner movie. Then kind of it's (laughs) like super
0: bad, like that level of humor.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, here's a trailer. It's pretty funny. I have the best we
2: could ever plan. Jane Franco's having a giant party. (laughs) This place is beautiful, man. This place is like a piece of me. You two just stepped inside me. You let us both come inside you.
3: Yeah. Boom. Thanks, James Franco.
2: Have you seen Michael Sarah tonight? What's up, Rihanna? Can't believe people still invite him places.
0: Oh, don't oh, touch my bumper, bitch. Oh, a weird face. So hot.
1: office is urging people to stay in their homes right now.
2: Looting, ah! For all we know, the Lakers could have just won, and that's the reason why all this is happening. I think it's the apocalypse. It's all in here. And he opened the bottomless pit. The sinkhole. Every single time I turn on the news, sinkhole in South America, a bunch of South Americans getting sucked into the ground. Sink cold in my eyes. What you want, son? We should just stay in here, fortify this bitch, and take inventory of all the food we have. Yeah. We got 12 bottles of water, 56 beers, Nutella, CT Crunch, a Milky Way. Can I have that Milky Way?
3: No, you can't have the Milky Way. This is my special food. I like it. I want some of the Milky Way.
2: I'd be pretty bummed if I don't at least get a bite of the Milky Way. What you want, son? This is my cane. This is
1: my lane. Get out of the way. What you want, huh? What the hell? Watson showed
2: up. Give me everything you have to drink. There are six of us.
0: You cannot rob us. Oh, yes, yes. Hermione just stole all of our. What? You want, son? I don't
2: know.
1: It, 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 this movie. I, I was laughing my ass off in this movie, and I I saw it with like six people because I saw it this morning. I was really the only one laughing because I think I was the only one who got the jokes happening in the movie um even at the beginning where you know seth rogan's talking about how he has to cleanse his body and jay baruchel's like what, what do you mean cleansing is you are not drinking any beer or smoking weed." No, i'm still drinking beer and smoking weed i just won't eat any carbs or gluten <laughs> you don't even know what gluten means i know gluten means bad for you <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a long-running joke um i mean the whole movie is really these guys just playing themselves and stuck in the apocalypse stuck in the apocalypse and you know, it, it's what I really liked about it is everybody thinks James Franco's a douchebag, so James Franco played a douchebag as himself in the movie.
0: He has that art where he just wrote <laughs> yeah, James Seth Franco Rogen. and then Seth Rogen on a <laughs> on uh, canvases.
1: Did you see the art and the arrest? There's like a freaks and geeks like, yeah Fre- art um, and a huge penis. <laughs> yeah, there's a big penis sculpture. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Jay hates Jonah Hill, and Jonah Hill's nothing but nice to him. Yeah. He says, "How's it going, my man? I, I love you." And but uh, Jonah Hill also has like a diamond stud in his hair and he acted gay in it. I don't know if he's supposed to be gay or I don't know what's going on in the movie.
0: And Michael Sarah's like this total player.
1: Yeah, but he does a lot of coke. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's um, great when he
0: blows that coke in Christopher yeah. mintz face. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, hey, smell this coke. And he blows it in Christopher mintz face. <laughs> what just happened? I've never done coke before. <laughs> and then, like, It's t- okay. I'll take you through it. And then like 20 minutes later, uh, Seth Rogen goes to the bathroom and... Michael Sarah's getting a blow job and getting his ass holy in and out while he's drinking a Capri Sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he gives the Capri Sun to the girl giving him the blow job. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's up, man? You want to come sit in here? Yeah. Sit down for was like daddy. It's it's really bizarre, but it's
0: and then it's
1: super funny.
0: Danny McBride shows up because he's been <laughs> yeah. sleeping in the tub throughout the whole party, and then he like rations and, yeah, all the rations. And then uh, he has that like two minute back and forth with James Franco about jerking off into his magazines.
1: Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll jerk off onto your TV, onto your magazines, onto your bed, into there. I'll, I'll come there. I'll come there. I'll come there. And it's just it's out of control, and it's lots of jokes happening really fast. Yeah. Um,
0: comedies are always hard to review because it's like, it's all yeah in this like split second. I PC.
1: will say Remember? it's a really smart comedy. Um, they, they, there's, and there's, there's
0: a underlying thing, like the bromance thing yeah. where, uh, Jay and Seth are, you find out through like the middle of the movie that their friendship is growing apart. Um, and this is kind of this whole weekend at James Franco's was trying to kind of, tr- to repair that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is like, Jay doesn't like any of the other characters. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't even want to be at the party. Um, and, uh, which I think is in real life no, so no. That, that's like, why there's this heightened reality sense of the characters
1: and I, I always laughed at Craig Robinson because he always had that towel that said Mr. Robinson on it and it's uh, drop your panties on the floor and he was singing that song at the party um, it was just, it's just it's a really surreal movie um, the, one of my favorite easter eggs I was talking to Brad I know if he caught it there's when they're in the convenience store and the rapture starts, uh, there's a billboard for a movie called Ninja Rapist. <laughs>
0: hey, I was the only one in the theater laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know why it was up there. It was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, Jonah Hill gets raped by the devil. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> and then it goes to this weird, the exorcism of Jonah Hill. And, <laughs> uh, little mini movie it's like a little oh mini and then movie. they
0: recreate uh, the sequel to Pineapple Express <laughs> yeah
1: then they recreate the sequel to Pineapple <laughs> Express oh. Danny McBride is so funny in that movie
0: I love uh, how he comes back in the <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh man uh, it's it's really hard to review it's, so much is going on in the movie I will say you should see it I think it's really funny but you really have to be a fan of those guys because yeah. the movie is like one really long inside joke um, a lot of dick jokes a lot of dick jokes yeah um, a lot yeah. of bro humor. A lot of, uh, you know, there's actually a really funny part, too, with Jason Siegel when he's talking to uh, Anise. Uh, he's saying, man, I love you. You're, like, so funny on TV. You're like, oh, man, I ate that cake. And then I come out, oh, it's my birthday. And he's <laughs> talking about how stupid sitcoms are. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, man, there's a lot of famous people in it. Paul Rudd has, like, this little cameo where he's running with his bottle of champagne and stomps some dude's head open. <laughs> it's just one thing after another a lot of cameos yeah and then uh yeah, yeah that's about it it's violent <laughs> <laughs> oh franco i think james franco might be my favorite character in the movie <laughs> um they uh spoilers <laughs> they uh there's a way they can save themselves from the rapture and uh James Franco saves himself and from uh Danny yeah, Mike, And so he's like, "Yeah, fuck you, man. I'm fucking out of here." And, and then he does the get shuts saved. Off. Yeah. And he gets eaten by cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Franco. Yep. Yep. So, that's about it.
0: What are we seeing next week, Ryan?
1: Uh you guys are seeing World War Z or Monster, Monsters University. I will not be here.
0: Mm interesting another double feature possibly so
1: you have to decide what you want to see I will see them both and I will probably call in um, if I if I'm able to get out of there on Friday and see both movies I don't know don't call
0: in drunk this time Ryan
1: (laughs) I will not I don't know if there's uh, a movie theater in Hutchinson Kansas so uh, we'll have to (laughs) see well I mean I guess there has to be if there's a Qdoba there right I mean burrito making place there (laughs) Um, so yeah and thanks Jesse for letting us uh, chill in the Fortress of Solitude love, yeah uh, thanks for coming over lo- love your collection um, you can call us 720-6Nerds5 you can tweet us at real underscore nerds visit our website realnerdspodcast.com like us on Facebook um, yeah send us an email realnerds at gmail.com uh, this has been a Nebulous Visions production until next week bye
0: oh bye for James
1: yeah do you want to sign off with anything? No, nah, no, I think I'll just talk. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6Nerds5. Like us on Facebook. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Until next week, bye.